You're listening to the AW360 Podcast from Advertising Week. This week, I speak with Rosie O'Meara, Chief Revenue Officer at Ground Truth. Rosie and I discuss the ongoing shift to in-housing, vendor consolidation, the continued growth in OTT and CT, and the many challenges marketers have had to navigate these past two years. But above all, we discuss following the data. I hope you enjoy the show. Rosie O'Mara, welcome to the AW360 podcast. Glad to have you on today. Hi, thanks for having me and happy new year, if we can still say that. I think we can. I think we get a full month and a half to two months. And in the podcast world, since nothing is ever released right after recording, I give it a full 90 days. Great. Works for me. Yeah. And, you know, for those who might listen to this in 2023, happy new year to you too. Um, You are chief revenue officer at Ground Truth. Tell me a little bit about what Ground Truth does. Sure. So at Ground Truth, um, we really start with understanding true intent through visitation data. We believe that offline data is not only a complement to online, but also the truest signal available to help us understand who consumers really are and how they interact with brands in their communities. And visitation data enables the truest, most powerful version of audience building and addressability. Um, We're the only company with a media ratings council accreditation across our entire location data methodology. So that's a really powerful validation for us, um, which is really the foundation of what we do. And it's the best data in the world, if we do say so ourselves. And all of that to say, um, you know, the very best data in the world means nothing until you can figure out what to do with it. So our real purpose and mission is to help our advertisers leverage those insights to reach who they want to reach, to feel confident knowing they're spending their ad dollars in a smart way, um, and ultimately achieve whatever outcomes they're looking for. Um, So it starts with world-class data, and it results in better outcomes. Excellent. Well, we're in tricky times. You know, we're, as you mentioned, we're just entering 2022. We're still not quite out of a never-ending pandemic, or what seems like one anyway. And we've have all sorts of supply chain issues. I mean, it's, it's really a perfect storm of things that are far from perfect. What do you see 2022 bringing towards us? What a question. Um, yeah, it, there's, there's a lot of change. I think, you know, the last couple of years has forced us to all be really resilient and flexible. Um, I think there's quite a bit of change. I guess I would start with, um, you know, just a shift in, the needs that we see in the marketplace. I think there's certainly an ongoing shift to, um, you know, brands and and advertisers going programmatic and in-housing more and needing flexible models. So I think flexibility is going to take us into the future. Um, I think we have to meet our customers where they are. And for us, that means flexible models, everything from a managed service to self-serve programmatic and, and hybrids in between. Um, and for us, that also includes more omni-channel offerings, right? We launched CTV last year because our customers asked for it. Now we have a best-in-class solution. So I think flexibility um, and more options is, is going to kind of be the name of the game and, and the ability for, you know, our customers to consolidate vendors and start to see um, just some synergy across, across everything that they're doing. And what kinds of challenges do you foresee as 2022 rolls along? Um, In terms of challenges, you know, I think um, dealing with the data changes, I think dealing with the changes in 
privacy, the danger, the changes in trust and where data is coming from, I think we're going to have to be flexible in how we look at that. Um, I think in terms of how we're buying media, as you're buying more things, it's harder and harder to keep track of what's working, right? It's harder to keep track of, I'm buying all these different screens, I'm buying all these different channels. How do I know how they're complementing each other? I think that's a really specific sort of media challenge, but one that I think the onus on us as technology companies um, exists to, to fix for our partners. Um, I think in terms of consumer behavior, those are gonna be the big challenges that we can tackle, not only as an industry, but as a community of marketers. Um, there's some interesting ones, and I think some of those problems will be fun to solve, but there's some really big shifts just in how, in how people behave. Um, you think about your own behavior, you mentioned supply chain issues, right? I think the smart ones, and I, I could sort of put myself in this bucket, did my holiday shopping early because I saw that coming, right? And so we're adapting as consumers to supply chain issues. How can we adapt as marketers to supply chain issues? And I'll expand on that one point quickly to say that I really see huge opportunity in things like that on the supply chain front specifically, you know, people are willing to drive further to stores they don't usually shop at. Um, our data shows an average of an additional 10 miles that people are willing to drive when their preferred brand is out of stock. So that's a huge opportunity for a retail store that previously wasn't seeing foot traffic from those customers. Um, additionally, people are willing to try new brands when their preferred brand is out of stock. And that's a huge opportunity for brands themselves. So I think there's definitely opportunity in the challenge. It's interesting. You know, when you really think about, especially, you know, our shopping patterns over the past couple of years, everybody went online for almost everything that they could for, for quite some time. And then, you know, we kind of got back out into public and went to stores and things like that. Is that extra travel, do you think, driven by the need or, and or want to get out? Or is it purely brand driven or is it both? I think it's probably both. I think certainly people want to get out um, at all, right? You and I would would agree. I think we we need reasons to leave the house, but you know our data in looking at how people move around the world is showing people are going fewer places, but where they do go is more meaningful. Um, it's more planned out. It's a deeper signal in who they are and how they're interacting. I think another interesting point there is we see the future and what the data is telling us is the future is not in-store shoppers or online shoppers. It's probably a combination of both um, and people buying in different ways at different times for different reasons. And I think the intersection of those behaviors is where it gets interesting. We had one of our largest retail partners tell us that actually for them, people who shop both online and in store are actually a more loyal customer segment than those who shop one way or the other. So I think the intersection of those behaviors is where it gets interesting and it's not, it's not a one or the other going forward. Well, that makes me feel like a loyal customer for sure. I wasn't, uh, I hadn't thought of myself as that, but you know, I've noticed lately I've been doing a lot of both. So Definitely interesting to know. So that that covers retail. What about in other segments, for example, restaurants, automotive, travel, you know, all of those? Yeah, restaurant behavior is certainly maybe one of the biggest shifts, you know, just because we that wasn't a necessary. You know, you have to go to the grocery store, but going to a restaurant wasn't necessarily necessary. 
um, although something I gravely missed. Um, <laughs> but we certainly saw, you know, drive through and carry out grow. Um, I think those are behaviors too that will stay long after the pandemic, maybe forever. Um, and we see when people do go out to eat, they're spending less time in restaurant, you know, they're less comfortable sort of being inside for long periods of time, which hopefully will shift. But another trend that we saw pop up, which I think personally is just really interesting, is this concept of ghost kitchens. So restaurants that don't need the real estate and can't fill up a dining room, but want to provide pickup um, and delivery options to local diners, you know, they have exploded. These industrial kitchens that pop up, restaurants are sharing. And I think that's a really interesting one. And those are businesses that are going to need to reach their customers in new ways because you're not driving past a restaurant on the street and stumbling in, right? You're, they're going to need to really build an awareness in their market to reach customers. So they, I think those are a couple of ways. I also think, you know, outdoor dining is going to be something that's going to go far into the future. I look in my community and restaurants around me that have invested in outdoor spaces and heat lamps and all those things that sort of expand their footprint and make it more comfortable. Um, so that's a really interesting one. Travel is a really interesting one. I think you and I halfway miss jumping on planes for meetings and halfway <laughs> don't. Um, but it's been a huge shift, right? Think about all the business travel that used to happen. Um, and that's changed so much. I think what we see is people are traveling for fun again. Who would have thought? Mm -hmm. um, so business travels down, but leisure travel is up. And I think flexible work policies are driving that as well. So, you know, um, hospitality groups and uh, travel boards that used to try to bring people for business reasons or hybrid reasons are um, going to need to shift that and, and talk more about experiences and have ways that people can work from anywhere. Um, on the data side of things, travel is interesting too, because it's also almost like we have to start from scratch in understanding how and why people travel. We used to have these really robust business travel or audiences that we knew how to reach and we knew how they behaved and all of that is out the window. So it's an opportunity to start from scratch there and really understand how people move around now and, and not just getting on planes, but more willing to drive further distances. And it's going to be a space that's really, really changed in a big way. Interesting. And, and what about automotive? That seems like a, an area that is really been disrupted the past few years and definitely has an interesting future moving forward with all the shift to electrical vehicles and self-driving and well, pretty much everything Tesla represents, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, certainly. Um, did you ever think it would be hard to buy a car? Did no. <laughs> well, I, I always thought it would be hard to motivate myself to go to a dealership and buy a car, but right. the actual well, process, fair. no. Yeah, did you, but did you, I mean, I could never have predicted we'd be out of stock on vehicles. It's been a really, a really crazy time. Um, I think one of the biggest trends we're seeing in our data um, is that these big tentpole holiday events that historically were such a big part of the automotive industry. You remember the commercials, Labor yeah. Day sale. Yeah, that was such a big part of that industry. And it's interesting to see that um, consumers aren't buying cars because it's a holiday anymore. They're more likely to buy a car because they have a new baby and they need the extra row or they're moving to a new place or their life, their lifestyle has changed. So it's more driven by 
customer needs, certainly than the industry dictating. And I think that concept is really across the board for every vertical. Um, is that sort of the way that you reach customers and the way that you structure your sales cycle is going to be much more based on what consumers are telling you based on their behavior. And some of those industries, you're absolutely right, are going to be really disrupted in a big way. Um, interestingly, too, CTV has had a bit, big impact on, on automotive. Um, you know, those, they were always a really big television advertiser. And I think the impact that you can get with more addressability with CTV and more measurement with CTV, um, we've seen automotive really leverage that medium. Well, they really want me to buy a truck right now and insure it with Geico. I can tell you that. Do it. I yeah, I, I might do it. I might do it. It's um, <laughs> you know, currently no real need as I'm blessed with uh, living very close to everywhere I need to go at the moment. But in a post-pandemic world, that that will obviously change. Um, speaking of, you know, looking down the road five years or so, and let's let's assume for the sake of you know being positive here that you know the pandemic kind of fades away into the background. Fingers crossed. What do, what do things look like? How much of this do you think sticks and how much of it do you think sort of returns back to the old normal, as it were? It's a great question. Um, when I have all the answers, we'll go to Vegas together and make the <laughs> best. <laughs> um, I, I can tell you kind of what, what we're seeing and the bets that we're making at Ground Truth. I think we're all hoping to kind of come back around to a more quote unquote normal as we knew it. But some of the behaviors that accelerated so much during the pandemic were already in motion. Um, so you think about CTV adoption, right? There's cord nevers, cord cutters, cord stackers. I never thought I would be a cord cutter and I am. I never thought my mom would be a cord cutter and she is. So a lot of those behaviors that would have taken a really long time um, we're accelerated, you know, and, and custom content is a big part of that. It's not just behavioral, but people being at home sort of force them to figure out new technologies. You know, you look at QR codes, who would have ever thought we'd all know how to use a QR code, Yeah. but right. Restaurant menus force us to figure it out. And so necessity drives adoption. So there's some behaviors like that, that I think are here to stay. Um, I would go back to the in-store versus online versus curbside. You know, I'm not one of those three types. I'm all of those three buyers at different times for different reasons. So I think some of those behaviors that accelerated are not going to change. And I go back to that idea of flexibility. I think brands and businesses and, you know, local services are going to have to be flexible. I think the ad tech community is going to have to be more flexible. I think it's about optionality um, and people just have more options. Um, in terms of behavior that works for their individual lifestyles. Well, Rosie, I'll tell you, I'd love to have your mom call my parents and get them to, to just drop cable once and for all and just go fully <laughs> connected too. That would be great. Um, but otherwise, in lieu of that, I mean, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. I've learned a lot. No, it's been great. It's so nice to talk to you. I think you know, I'm really excited for the next couple of years. Um, there's been a lot of shift, but it's also been really interesting to see all that change through the lens of visitation data and ultimately really rewarding for us to be able to help our partners navigate such massive change. So we're excited to see the innovation and the solutions that come out of a time of such change and always continuing to listen to the data. For those who want to find out more about Ground Truth, where can they find you? Uh, groundtruth.com. We're also on social media. 
Um, and I'll also plug our foot traffic tracker that we published during the pandemic. So you can go to our website and look at foot traffic trends down to the zip code based on business type um, and learn about how people are moving around in your business, in your industry, or even in your market. Excellent. Well, I'll definitely check that out. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more content like this, or to find out more about Advertising Week's global leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com or follow us on your favorite social media platforms.